Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Inside Inter-Miami, the Miami Herald's Inter-Miami podcast. We are your hosts, Andre Fernandez and Michelle Kaufman, just recording this just hours after another moment of messy magic, moments, plural, of messy magic that once again led Inter-Miami to another big win in the League's Cup, 3-1 victory over their uh, state rivals, Orlando FC. Uh, let's talk a little bit and just dive right in, Michelle, another, you know, Great uh, plays, performances, everything. A little bit of everything from Messi. Kind of showed the intensity, too, a little bit last night. In some moments, even when he wasn't scoring, just a, it kind of a good sign to see that this this means something to him already, him being here and, 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 and fighting with his teammates to get a big win. Oh, yeah. I mean, we saw we saw the mad Messi last night. You know, yeah. this is – I put in my story this morning, and, yes, it's only a few hours since uh, – since we got home from that game yeah. so um i didn't get home till two in the morning from that game after the rain delay which was an hour and a half by the way an hour and a half rain delay i don't think a single person left i think more people arrived during the rain delay um there, there was all it was all there were about 600 short of a sellout uh it was you know twenty one thousand something uh you know a great 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 crowd that that waited out an hour and a half for the and and they got their money's worth messi showed how much this means to him. I put in my story today, anyone who thinks that this guy was here to go on vacation, to coast, no. He showed that he really cares and he really wants to compete. And uh, he was very physical. I mean, he was, Orlando did not show him the deference that Atlanta did. I felt like Orlando came in pretty chippy and pretty ready to, to compete. They weren't gonna be intimidated by him and uh and he fought back you know he hip checked a guy he was you know you could see him jostling around and and you know talking to the ref complaining to the ref um so he showed a that he's he's already deeply embedded in this it's like he's only been here a few weeks and he already hates orlando you know what i mean like he doesn't right. even know anything about right. he knows nothing about that team i'm sure he has he no got, history he just with got them. here he just got he here. Just now got he's, here. Now he's, he's, a, he's a Miami. He's a, he's a Florida, South Florida resident. So now already he's like feeling it. Right. He's already he's <laughs> already bought in. You know, he's only been here a few weeks and he's already bought into the to the Miami rivalry against Orlando, which, you know, is like Orlando and Miami have always had that geographic rivalry because even with sports, without sports, Orlando is sort of the theme park city of Florida. You know, like their big celebrities are Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. And, you know, South Florida is like the cool, glamorous right. celebrities, you know, movie stars and, and musical stars and messy yep. and all this stuff. So there's always been that kind of rivalry between these two cities. And Messi is like, he just got here. I'm sure he's been to Disney World, but you know, all of a sudden he's like deeply embedded in this rivalry and he's like messing around with Orlando. And, you well, know, they, it they, was they, uh, they, fans of allegedly right. They, they faced this mural. I mean, how dare they? He probably knows about that. Yeah. I mean, there was a mural, a beautiful, a beautiful mural, actually, that was painted by there were a lot of murals of, of Messi when he first got here in Wynwood. But one of the one of the biggest ones was painted by. The members of uh, the members of Vice City, 1896, 
which mm -hmm. is one of the, the the big supporter groups of the team right. and one of the one of the members of that group is an artist and did a beautiful mural and it's got messy on it and last week by coincidence last mm -hmm. tuesday night early wednesday morning that was vandalized and there was purple paint thrown all of it purple orlando city that's their color purple paint thrown on the mural and the words in purple written florida is purple written mm. on there so mm. obviously the 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 miami fans just you know assumed that the orlando city fans were the culprits so the beef started right there well the beef had started before but the beef <laughs> heated up and bubbled up with that vandalism and messi came into that game as if he were a member of vice city you know he was like totally into it from the beginning and once again scores in the seventh minute again linking up with robert taylor just robert taylor yeah. and leo messi have developed a real you know partnership there that who knew i mean who knew we were thinking whatever joseph martinez and busquets and whatever but robert taylor has been huge in these you know since messi arrived Robert Taylor was already a good player and had shown flashes and had some good uh, goals before, but he and Messi are really understanding each other really well. So, you know, he, he scores in the seventh minute, the place goes insane. And, uh, but then Orlando, 10 minutes later, they equal it up. You know, they, they score the equalizer and it's like, okay, this is going to be a really serious game here. Right. And, uh, and it was, and going into halftime, going into the going into the tunnel uh Messi was was still you know knocking it around and sort of there was a little shoving going on going into the tunnel you could see his attitude you could see that this guy you know he's not only finesse on the ball but the, he's tough he's right. tough and he's not going to let anybody push him around or whatever so uh it was it was really it was really really fun to see and then and then on the uh what then the, the the big controversy came up where you know um orlando is called for a pk and you know it was questionable i'll admit it it was a questionable call um to call a pk there it looked like joseph martinez may have done a little bit of diving and acting but they called the pk and then messi showed right there in that moment the kind of teammate that he's already become. Uh, he could have taken the PK. He's Lionel Messi. He mm -hmm. let Joseph take the PK. Joseph had been struggling. Joseph is dying to score, hungry to score, has been through a drought. And Messi defers to him, lets him take the PK. Joseph scores. The two of them celebrate like crazy. And, uh, you know, and, and they end up winning. Uh, and then, you know, he scores again. And then Messi scores again. Again, just and, a and beautiful from, and from Joseph and from Joseph, right? The, the third from one. Joseph. So he returned the favor. Yeah, that one right. again. Robert Taylor sends it into Joseph Martinez, who could have taken a shot. He was in position to take, but he saw that Messi was open and had a little better chance. He gives it to Messi. Messi scores. So great teamwork there. You know, just I mean, Leo Messi has shown from day one here that he's a great psychologist too uh you know getting in good favor with his with his new teammates he bought the whole team beats headsets uh after the first game 
or right before the first game, he bought the entire team, the pink and black beats that they're wearing that you see, Messi bought those for all the teammates. He stays after practice to help the young players. He clearly, you know, is, is cares about Joseph Martinez, deferred to him to let him score that PK. So he's just really, you know, blended in so quickly, is already hating at Orlando. He's already a full-fledged South Florida, you know, practically a native, and he's been here for three right. weeks. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's just incredible. Again, I just, I rub my eyes because I keep saying, is this, you know, is this a dream? Is Leo Messi really out there playing in a pink Inter-Miami jersey with Busquets on the field? And then Alba, we can talk about him, you know, coming in. Yeah. It's just, it's really a dream. This the, the South Florida sports dream season, dream year just continues because this year has been incredible for South Florida sports. Yeah. And for Messi to show up, and where's this adjustment period that I thought was going to be? I thought there was going to be an adjustment period. I thought... Okay, he's going to have to adjust to the league. He's going to have to adjust to the heat and humidity. No, there has been no adjustment period. He walked in here and has, has taken the team and the league by storm. And, and it's just been just mind-boggling, really mind-boggling to watch. Yeah, and I, I know you can appreciate this as a proud uh, Killian alum. That, that took me back to like those schoolyard antics pregame, you know, where you go and you deface the other team's field. You, you were you were part of that in the Killian Palmetto days of the, the big oh, cat. Oh, Killian like Palmetto, that. yes. Yeah, yeah so, I, mean, I mean, those rivalries, yeah. those rivalries. Yeah. And you know what? That's what MLS also needs. MLS needs, you know, they have all these great stadiums. They have all this team. They do all this marketing, a lot of good marketing and all that stuff. Now they have Apple behind them. These are all things to help grow the league but what yeah. they really need they need some chippiness they need some rivalries they need some teams that hate That's each other the they same, need, right? yeah they need players that hate each other and by the way inter miami is now as usual miami is you know everyone hates on miami everyone hates on miami the city everyone hates on all the miami sports teams and this now continues there is no team in MLS at this moment that is hated more than Inter Miami, even though they are in last place. There has never probably been in the history of sports, certainly not in the 35 years that I've covered sports, I have never seen a last place team that is more hated, that is more a target of the rest of the league than this team. Everyone hates this team. Everyone is annoyed by this team that they somehow got Messi, Busquets, and Alba, you know, three three superstars, three of the best players in the world are all of a sudden playing on this team. They've won all their games since Messi arrived. Uh, mm -hmm. They're now, you know, move on to the, to the round of 16 of the League's Cup. Everyone in the league, for sure, is hating on this team. They have a gigantic pink target on their backs. Everyone wants to knock them out. Everyone wants to, you know, prove that they can beat Messi. And so far, nobody has. And it is the best thing that could have happened to MLS and to Apple TV is, is this whole thing, this whole narrative, because you've got a team and it's going to be, you know, the cups are exciting that are happening now. They're knockout games and all that. But when the league resumes, and Inter Miami sitting down there in the basement still with Messi and those guys. Everyone is going to want to keep them in the basement. So everyone in the league is going to play their best. They're going to bring their best. 
And guess what? There is going to be pushing and shoving, and they're going to be physical and messy. And the question is going to be, how do the refs, what do the refs do? How do the refs handle messy? Uh, right. Because I think it's going to be a very contentious rest of the MLS season. When the regular season resumes, it's going to be really interesting to see. But this is, in my opinion, the best thing that could have happened to MLS. Uh, not only having Messi here, obviously that has just drawn eyeballs from all over the world to this league and to this team. But on top of that, it's it's going to elevate the play of everybody in the league because everyone now wants to beat this team. Everyone mm -hmm. wants to show that they can beat Lionel Messi. And that is going to elevate the league around the world. It's going to elevate the play. It's going to elevate rivalries, not just with Orlando, but with other teams. Um, I think it's going to be fascinating. They're about to have their first road trip now. Messi right. on the road. Yeah. Messi has yeah. not been on the road yet. This is going to be a new one. He's not going to be the home. He's not going to be the home team. It's going to be in Dallas. Those people are going to be booing him. They're going to want Dallas to win. This is a knockout game, you know, round of 16. Um, this is going to be a new experience for him to go on the road and be the visitor. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of fun that's going to be had on, on Sunday for sure in Dallas. We, the last time we saw something like this was when the big three were here with the Heat and the entire league, everyone was hating on the Heat and everyone wanted to beat LeBron and, and Wade and Bosh. And this is like the soccer version. I mean, I read something today just to add to, you know, what you were talking about recently. They're, they're the most Google searched team now ahead of even Manchester United. And you talk when you talk about a global brand of a team like Manchester United, for them to surpass that, like you're saying, a cellar dwelling team the, until the other day, well, it still is. But in terms of now, this it's it's a it's this rock band now that's going to take the road and take their act to, to Dallas now, and yeah, we'll see. I mean, it, it'll be curious to see what the reception is going to be like. Are there going to be a lot of messy fans there? I, I, I bet there probably will be, but it'll, will it be enough to not get drowned out by a lot of haters and a lot of Dallas fans that are going to be feeling the same way as their team? And yeah, imagine if you're a defender for Columbus or Houston or whoever, and you're the one that has to mark him. <laughs> imagine that intensity you're gonna feel like oh my god okay I, I i can't look like i can't look weak here and 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 sometimes they're giving them that respect we've seen that where they back off and then the second they do he makes them pay so all, all that's going to be intriguing storylines as we go forward yeah i want to bring up the thing about yeah. the thing about the messy jerseys in dallas it's going to be interesting you know when they uh st louis um you know when they were playing st louis like posted a thing that you know, you can't wear messy jer you can't wear opposing teams jerseys, you know, inside the stadium or whatever. I mean, um, you know, it's gonna be interesting to see how many messy fans show up in right. Dallas. Because yeah, I mean, Dallas is gonna be the home team, but Messi is like a nation in and of himself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. There is the messy nation out there. I took a picture that I posted on Twitter yesterday. I just happened to be walking by a random group of fans. You know, just a random group of fans in the parking lot. They all had on number 10. Some were into Miami number 10s, Messi. Some were the, you know, the blue and white stripe, you know, Alvis Salete, the, the, the uh, Argentine national Argentina, team number right. 10. And then, there were, and then there were even a few Barcelona number 10s. But everyone in that state, I would say not everyone, but out of the 20,000 people who were at that game last night, I would say two thirds of the people in the stadium 
were wearing messy merchandise, okay? Not just inner Miami merchandise, but messy merchandise of some kind. A lot of it Argentine jerseys that people have had over the years. Now, this is South Florida. There are 150,000 Argentinians here. So, you know, obviously there are a lot of people in this community that own Argentina number 10 messy jerseys. I will be curious to see in Dallas, uh, which is also, you know, has a large immigrant population, you know, from Mexico, from Central America, um, you know, will there be a large number of Messi fans showing up with Messi jerseys, you know, without, with uh, Argentina jerseys, or will it really be all Dallas fans wanting to, you know, wanting to knock off inner Miami, but it's really a, it's going to be fun. I mean, th this whole thing, I, I, it's just happening so much quicker than I thought. I really did think, okay, you know, 2024, you know, th this is going to be, these guys are going to come, they're going to adjust, you know, they probably won't even make the playoffs. I'm rethinking everything now. I really am. I'm thinking anything is possible. I really am thinking anything is possible. I even joked, but it was half joking to some of the guys on the PR stuff and women on the PR stuff last night. I was saying, what if you guys win the treble? You know, what if you win the League's Cup, the U.S. Open Cup, and the MLS Cup? I mean, can you even imagine? I know that sounds, you know, it sounds a little bit cuckoo. It sounds local. It sounds local. But well, two out of two out of three don't. Two out of three don't right now. Not honestly, the way they're playing. I know there's a few more rounds in this tournament, but the way they're playing. I mean, I don't. It doesn't sound that local, to be honest. I mean, the the tough one obviously would be the league title coming all the way from the cellar, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's going to. And then the next round, I believe it's very complicated, but I believe if they win in Dallas, if Miami wins in Dallas, um, then the then the quarterfinal would be here. It would be a home game. And I think the uh, you know, I think the later rounds they would host, they would be host of most of the rounds. So, um, you know, they're going to have home field advantage again. So they, they really, you know, if they get through this Dallas game. I think they have, I don't want to say easy, there's nothing easy. And like I said, everybody wants to beat them. But I think they will have some home games coming up in the later rounds of this tournament. And, uh, you know, that would that would really favor them. And, you know, obviously with all the love for Messi and, and now with Busquets and and Jordi Alba. You know, last night they introduced Jordi Alba. Uh, he yeah, just arrived. let's talk about Jordi Alba. Let's see what his Jordi is. Alba, he just arrived on Sunday. He trained for the first time on Monday. And then Wednesday, you know, three days later, they did a presentation for him. They gave him his jersey. He said some nice words. And then people were chanting, Jordy, Jordy, Jordy. Uh, you know, and, and he got in. He got into the game, as did Diego Gomez, the new Paraguayan young player. By the way, you know, the the transfer window closed last night at midnight for, for MLS. Um, this is the best, I mean, without question, the biggest haul of any MLS team in history to bring in Leo Messi, Sergio Busquets, Busquets, uh, Jordi Alba. Okay, we'll start with those three, and then another three young rising players: Facundo Farias from Argentina, rising star there; uh, Tomas Aviles, a center back, also from Argentina, very young. These are all under the under twenty-two initiative. And then the Paraguayan Diego Gomez, who got to play last night and showed that he's not afraid of anything. That guy is fearless. He got like a yellow card or whatever. So you've got the three superstars coming in. Then they bring in three under 22 players through the under 22 initiative. Every team is allowed 
three players under 22 who are rising players and can have very large salaries, but their salaries don't count very much against the salary cap. Uh, they're allowed until age 25, they're allowed the special designation of U22, which means that you signed under U22 initiative. So for the first three years of your contract, your, your budget cost is not as high as it would be if you were over the age of 22. So, you know, they, they've brought in these three very young, promising players, uh, in addition to the three superstars that came in, the Barcelona, you know, reunion tour, as I'm calling it. And uh, so they, they've got six, they brought in six new players. All six are players who are clearly going to have significant time on this team. Uh, it's really a, a complete summer makeover that this team has done. It, it's the biggest makeover in MLS history in a summer window. It's unbelievable what, what they've done. You know, with the owners of the team, Jorge and Jose Mas, David Beckham, Chris Henderson, the sporting director, you know, it's just been incredible. And Tata Martino walks in, you know, Phil Neville is probably sitting there right now going, wow, if I had had this roster, I wonder what I could have done because this is a, this is a whole new team. This is not the same team that Phil Neville was coaching one month ago. This is a completely different team that we're seeing now. And uh, it, it's, it's just going to be fascinating to watch. Yeah, it definitely. I mean, it's one of the biggest overhauls in, I think, in sports history. I mean, I, I know I mentioned it last week. This is like, to me, this is like a like a like a football team that's zero and eight suddenly getting, you know, a, a Dan Marino back in the day or, or or someone like that, and there are Michael Jordan going to a team that's ten and fifty in the NBA and suddenly just resurrecting. No, not just a team Michael altogether. Jordan bringing it. The Owen bringing in a team that's zero and fifty and having them having they sign Michael Jordan, LeBron, and Kobe. Right, they're bringing in Jordan, Pippen, everybody. Everyone, they bring him up. Let's pick the three best players in the NBA and let's mm -hmm. bring them on to this terrible team yeah. and let's see what they can do. I mean, it's yeah. it's quite an experiment to see. And I really didn't think that three players or two players would one player would make such a big difference, but clearly they do. They've it. elevated. They've elevated everyone else on this team. Every single guy has said it to a man. You know that that they are finding players in spaces that they never knew existed and they right. are learning to play in a way that they didn't play before um it's it's really been fun to watch and you know the one thing that i would that i mentioned it last time but i'll mention it again because i saw the ticket prices again for this game the cheapest ticket up until at least the night before the game cheapest ticket was 140 to sit in a corner seat uh, 140 dollars and you know that's a lot of money. You know, that's a lot of money. That's $560. If you have a family of four, uh, you know, $280 to go to a game, just you and your spouse or you and your partner, whatever you and your friend, um, that's a lot of money to shell out. Uh, and obviously they're, they're, they're getting 20,000 people. So people are showing up even on a weeknight, even in the rain, they got 20,000 people to pay prices. But I do feel at some point, I hope, that that they can lower the prices and have some prices that have some tickets at a lower price point because so many fans of soccer are working class people who you know have just such a passion for the sport and yes there are a lot of bandwagon now 
people that are just jumping on board who never even watched soccer before and Messi's in town and you know all the move musical acts are there and Camila Cabello is there and you know all the rappers everybody's there so people want to go see what's it all about um but the diehard fans who are working class people who work all week you know really hard uh they deserve a chance to also see this incredible sports story in South Florida and I hope that that Inter Miami will find a way to keep some of the tickets at a lower price. It's hard with such a small stadium, obviously, if they're playing in a bigger stadium. And maybe if they make a cup final, uh, Jorge Mas said that they would definitely consider playing at Hard Rock. So in that case, there would be lower price points, I'm sure, I would hope, at a big stadium. But even with a small stadium, I would hope that there's some percentage of tickets that could be sold at a lower cost for people who really can't afford to go to these games anymore, nor can they afford the Apple TV pass that you need. It's not even on regular TV. You can't even watch it on your local broadcast. If you don't have enough money to go see Messi in person, you can't even watch it on TV unless right. you've subscribed <laughs> to Apple, to the MLS season pass. You know, all of these things are costly or, for, yeah. for or, a lot of people. Or if you know Spanish, maybe if you're lucky, Telemundo or Univision seem, uh, happen to be putting it. But I don't think they're doing that for every single one. So they're, they're not. Yeah, my room. mom, for example, my mom watched one of the games on Univision and she was really happy that it was on. But then the next game, she went to turn it on the second game and she was like, they didn't have it on. And she was really yeah, frustrated. Like night. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's I really hope that they can make it accessible, a little more accessible. This story is just too great. And Leo Messi is, is, you know, such an icon to so many people and to a lot of people of all different economic brackets. And I hope that this show is not just for, for rich people. You know, I hope that this show can also be for everybody, for everybody who loves Leo Messi and everyone who loves Sergio Busquets and everyone who's going to jump on board and be a fan of this team. Uh, you know, let everybody get a chance to watch them. I really do hope that that happens because this is, quite a show and and we're only in august we still have august september and october we've yeah. got three more months of this show to see what happens and if they make the playoffs it could go on into november so there's a you know a lot of fun a lot of drama coming up and uh we hope that also all of you keep coming back subscribe to our youtube subscribe to the miami herald sports youtube channel keep following us on on audio on video uh, you know, we want to be your one of your go-to source, your go-to podcast while you're doing whatever you're doing. Uh, you know, be sure to tune in to Inside Inter Miami with Andre, with Michelle. We want to be with you every week, every Thursday. We woke up really early this morning because we didn't want to <laughs> give you a lame, stale show where we're talking about heading That's into right. the game. And you would have turned it off immediately, you listeners and viewers out there. Right. We, so we said we're getting up early, even though I got him at two in the morning. I said, let's do this at 7.30. Let's get this out with all the live stuff. So thank you so much for joining us. Keep watching. Pass it around. Send the link to all your friends. And, uh, and you know, this show is this show is going on the road now. This show is yeah. going to Dallas. This show is going to Dallas yeah. on Sunday. Which I just looked up. Dallas came down here and won the first time they played in April. Won nothing. But they're going to encounter a completely different a completely different team when when it's in their backyard, uh, you know, coming up this uh, this Sunday up in uh, Frisco, Texas. But uh, yeah, like M Michelle, you covered it pretty much there. All they need to know what people need to know is it's almost 
you know, even though it's almost football season, there's going to be football and there's going to be football, football going on at the same time and, and and just as good. So everybody stick, stick with it and, and keep checking us out here. Like Michelle said, uh, we're very thankful you have picked up uh, this podcast and continue to, to, to watch it and listen. Remember, we're available on all the podcatchers on Apple, Spotify, you name it, all of them. And of course, on YouTube and at MiamiHerald.com. So we'll be back with another episode next week where we'll be recapping the round of 16 game for the League's Cup to see if Enter Miami is still alive in the tournament or what happened there. And then preview the next round. As we know, it'll it, from the looks of the bracket right now, it'll either be um, the Houston Dynamo, it could be Charlotte, or it could be Cruz Azul, the team that Inter Miami already faced in the opening round. So interesting, no doubt, as we move forward. So for Michelle, I'm Andre Fernandez. Good to see everybody, and we'll see you again next week.